Today is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022, and Joe Biden's new press secretary is a stolen election conspiracy theorist nut who called Trump an illegitimate president. Well, that's interesting. She should be kicked off Twitter, Elon. Biden's brain breaks once more. Good luck translating for him. And Biden is tanking in the polls. He'll take the entire Democrat Party down with him. Sayonara, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Benny Johnson, and welcome to The Benny Show. Quoting, reminder, she wrote, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. She wrote that in April of 2020. She said something similar four years before in 2016. We're quoting again, stolen emails, stolen drone, stolen drone, stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trump, for even pronouncing that correctly. But take three steps back. She used the term stolen election. She questioned voting integrity. She engaged in a baseless conspiracy theory. Yes, friends, she did. And you know what that is? We know, because we read the Atlantic Magazine. What you just heard is a brazen attack on our democracy. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. The Benny Show is here to warm up your coffee and to sizzle your bacon. And that is precisely what we do here on this channel because we love eating meat and we love drinking hot black coffee and we love the sweet, sweet taste of rebuilding this nation in the morning. That is precisely what this channel is all about. We are going to tear down the diseased old temples of liars and people who wish to destroy this great place that we all live, people who hate you, people who come from the elite little academic circles and bubbles that say America is evil and it must be destroyed and you don't get a chance to save your own country. We're here to save this country and we're here to rebuild it in a new and beautiful manner in a manner that's going to be equal for all in a manner that's going to be ascribed to our most wonderful founding principles founding principles that have truly created the greatest nation on earth we love this place a lot and we love you our audience so please click subscribe click see first ring the little bell let us know that you want notifications from us because we go live every single weekday with the truth and the truth is something that won't be found inside of the biden white house with his new press secretary jean karine pierre yes that's right who is this person we've seen her do a couple press gaggles we've seen her out in front of the camera boy she ain't ready for prime time, but we haven't really done a deep dive as to who she was. There was too much going on. There are too many things flying through the air. You just inflation and Joe Biden's dentures fell out. And Nancy Pelosi's quoting scripture and God is upset and going to smite Sodom. What's happening in America? You can't have a moment to breathe these days in the Biden regime. And so you have to take a second and look back over the last year and say, wow, I can't believe we survived that. Jen Psaki is now going to go to her little Circle Back show on MSNBC. We hope her show is called The Circle Back Show. We hope the studio is circular. We hope the microphones are circular. We hope her chair is circular. Her reasoning will definitely be circular. And the faces of all of her guests will be circular. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't care. We look forward to covering that. Now we must focus in on Jean Karine Pierre, who is the new White House press secretary. As of this week, I think Jen Psaki's last day, maybe tomorrow? Yeah, maybe today, it's this week. And so, Saki out. Chucky, 
going to the knife sharpener in the sky, and uh, Pippi Longstocking will be yodeling uh, again from fake news MSDNC. And so here we have the new White House press secretary. Who is this person? Who is this person? Well, I think it's important to state this. You are most likely watching this show. Unless you're listening to the audio version on a podcast, you're watching this show streaming. We have thousands of people that watch every single day. Well, then what you're watching it on is a platform that most likely would ban this page instantly if we were to state that elections were stolen. We would be ripped offline if we were to try and make the case that there were there was election rigging or if we were to talk at, at extreme lengths about what we saw in 2000 Mules this last week, which we encourage you to go see and we encourage you to listen to our interview with Dinesh D'Souza. We did a full hour with Dinesh talking about everything having to do with the movie that is up on Rumble. If you're watching on Rumble, lucky us, we won't have those problems. But if you're watching this on other major corporate social media platforms, well, then we will have issues talking about election rigging, election interference, and so forth. So we can we don't even want like to use those terms on these channels because there's very, very harsh rules about this on social media. And we want to stay online for you. We want to stay online for this channel. And we have a lot of different ways to have these to, to, to talk about this issue. And we do. Unfortunately, this standard does not apply to the other side because an election truther, that nary a sinner, a sinner against the high priesthood, the unquestioning rule that all elections and claiming of election fraud or the attack on the integrity of our elections, the integrity, the integrity, integrity of our elections must never happen in this country. Now, that's a very new rule. It doesn't apply during Donald Trump's four years in office. It only applied about four days uh, after the 2020 election when Donald Trump began to make those claims. Now, what happened in the four years of Donald Trump's election, which was lawful and real, and Donald Trump won the presidency fair and square to a sobbing, bitter Hillary Clinton who was so drunk election night, she couldn't even leave her hotel room. You remember that? John Podesta coming out, everybody go home. Hillary Clinton couldn't even come out of her hotel room. She writes She writes later in a memoir that nobody read or bought that she was like blackout drunk. She was like sipping whiskey in her, in her hotel room. She had taken a nap. This is no joke. Ladies and gentlemen, you could claim, you had full run to claim and to be an election truther, conspiracy theorist, big lie advocate, as long as you were on the left. As long as you were claiming that Donald Trump didn't legally win the election, which he did, as long as you were claiming that Donald Trump wasn't a legitimate president, which he is, as long as you were claiming that someone like Brian Kemp or Ron DeSantis, who defeated um, favorites of the left, right? Stacey Abrams, uh, 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 Andrew Gillum down here, in Florida, somebody wound up like having a meth overdose on the floor of a hotel after some type of sex sex bender, like some type of weird, it's crazy. Go read the articles. Go read the articles. It's not what this is about, but like, wow, Florida, you dodged a bullet there. And 
There was only like 8,000. I don't know what the total was in Florida. It was a really close election. That's how valuable your vote is. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it was the Democrats who didn't think your votes were valuable. It was the Democrats who questioned the sacred election of integrity. And now the Democrats who did that on TV and on Twitter and on social media, all the places where we would be banned from if we were to talk about it on this show, we'd be banned. Boom. Account gone. All those places that Jean Pierre, who is the new press secretary, talked about election fraud, the big lie, and election rigging, which is their big lie, she gets rewarded. Did you know that not since the pandemic have stocks slid as much as they slid just last month? Quarterly earnings are abysmal, the economy is shrinking, and mortgage rates are going through the roof because the Fed knows that an overheated economy and hyperinflation is going to lead to disaster. And it's already here, ladies and gentlemen. Stagflation and the worst economic climate in many decades is upon us. What are you doing to protect your wealth? In the Johnson family, we're using our friends at Birch Gold. We are buying precious metals and diversifying into something of real value. My wife and I, invested for the first time last month, and Birch made it so easy. For the first time, we have our future protected by precious metals. We diversified into a tax-sheltered retirement account with gold, and it couldn't have been easier. Please text Benny to 989898 to secure the gains you've made while you still can. Every roller coaster comes to an end. Every night at the bar comes with a hangover, and we are here. Do not get a headache over losing your fiat currency because of the dumb decisions made in Washington. Invest in something of real value. Gold, ladies and gentlemen, through Birch Gold, the only people I trust with my future. Text Benny to 9898 and start protecting your future today with gold. Now, we are going to go into exactly how difficult this job is going to be for her, but let's go ahead and talk about the evidence at hand. How can we call her a conspiracy theorist? She is a stolen elections conspiracy theorist. Here we go. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki is hopping over to MSNBC, where she'll be uh, continuing to run interference for President Joe Biden. Corrine Jean-Pierre will soon be filling her role as executive spokeswoman at the White House. This reading from The Federalist. Although Jean-Pierre officially holds the title of Principal Deputy Press Secretary at the moment, a look through her old tweets shows that she is an election-denying, misinformation-peddling conspiracy theorist. Here's tweet number one. After Donald Trump won the election in 2016, Despite the best efforts of Russia collusion peddling corporate media, Jean-Pierre claimed the election was stolen. Stolen emails, stolen drone, stolen election. Welcome to the world of unprecedented Trump, Jean-Pierre tweeted. Stolen emails, stolen drone. We have no idea what that means. Stolen election. Maybe stolen drone means, maybe stolen drone means like this was... Joe Biden droning on for in front of America and everyone was like, oh my God, he's droning on again. Maybe Joe Biden was stolen for a moment. Welcome to the world of unprecedented, meaning he's not actually president, Trump. Okay, here's the illegitimate president tweet. Later, she strung together Hillary Clinton's talking points in a reference to Donald Trump as illegitimate, writing that Trump always finds a way to take it to the lowest of lows. Not only is he a petulant dotard, but also a deplorable, illegitimate president. Mm. 
Hmm, an illegitimate precedent, you say? Well, that's very interesting. If you call Joe Biden those terms, or if you reference Joe Biden in these terms, well, then you are absolutely this close. I mean, I'm telling you, these these people are sitting there with the ban, the ban button, okay? They're sitting there with the ban button. They're this close. Their fingers are, their palms are sweaty. Vomit on their sweater spaghetti already. They're looking at the button and they're ready to ban you. Man, if my account called Joe Biden these things, they are this punch, boom, and you're banned. That's what happens to conservatives. But here is the new press secretary of the United States of America, of the White House, saying that Donald Trump is an illegitimate, deplorable president. The tweet is right there on your screen. Oh, but it's not just limited to Donald Trump. Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, who is 100% legally elected, but they didn't like the outcome. So what happens when you don't like the outcome? Well, you call it a stolen election. And that's exactly what Gene Kareen, conspiracy theorist, nutjob kook did. Reminder, Brian Kemp, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. It wasn't just general anti-Trump bitterness, however. Jean Pierre has a habit of undermining election legitimacy. After Stacey Abrams lost the Georgia gubernatorial election in 2018, she refused to concede and legitimately elected winner Brian Kemp. Jean Pierre came to the defense of the delusional Abrams, writing that the race was stolen. Jean Pierre is also, by the way, dating another conspiracy theorist, a CNN reporter, Suzanne Malveaux who is opening up criticism of whether she has a conflict of interest since she'll be taking questions from CNN. Just in case you're wondering how far the cesspool goes in the swamp, how low do the sewer drains drain? Will they go down to the center of the earth directly into hell? (laughs) These people are mocking us. They are making fun of you. They think you're stupid. These are the people inside of the sector of the Hunger Games where they like all have purple and pink hair, right? And like live in this like uh, bizarro flying cars world and like sneer at the rest of us. They laugh at us. They think we're stupid. I'm not saying that Jean Pierre can't date whoever she wants. Dude, you do you, man. And I, I mean that. You do you. But she's dating a CNN on-air personality and reporter. And so then she's going to be taking questions from CNN. This is her longtime partner, Suzanne Malveaux, who's been a longtime CNN on-air personality. She's going to be taking questions from CNN and she's going to be answering what? A phone call from her longtime partner who works at CNN telling her what to say? (laughs) What's going on here? It's madness. And they think that you're stupid, ladies and gentlemen. They think that you're stupid. So I, I, I got to say, like, without question and upfront, that this is the worst possible choice for White House press secretary. There is nobody with more conflicts of interest and nobody with more landmines in their background than Jean Karine Pierre. But here we go. They're going to go in and they're going to just double down on stupid, even though Jean Corrine Pierre has a very long record and a very long history of 
attacking the very press institutions that will be sitting there asking her questions. Everyone rejoiced this last week when Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion, and we thought that maybe he'd be taking that company out of the leftist cesspool and into the land of free speech, but he's not out of the woods yet. You see, Twitter is still platformed on Amazon web servers. Those are the racks and the servers that could pull Twitter offline if they don't like what Elon Musk is doing. You don't think they'll do it? They did the same thing to Parler. They offlined the entire platform and crashed it because they didn't like what was happening on it. This is how evil and how incestuous the left has become with their control of the internet. It's why we need a new American internet and it's why we are so thrilled to be partnering with rightforge.com. Rightforge.com is the true American internet and founded on American free speech principles. That's why bennyjohnson.com is hosted by Rightforge. Rightforge is also bringing back President Trump to the internet by hosting Truth Social, a new online community for free thinkers and free speech. It's amazing to have a company that is investing in the real wire and infrastructure, the routers, the servers, the racks that make the internet possible. And if we don't go down to the very core, we'll never have free speech back. The core of American values is what drives RightForge. And we encourage you to go to rightforge.com. That's rightforge.com. And talk to them today about bringing your domain over so you are uncancelable by the left. Rightforge.com. But of course, no Joe Biden appointee to a position of extreme power and importance in the administration would be complete without the use of the R word, the racist word. That's right. It is the number one iron law of wokeism that everything you don't like is racist. Everything you disapprove of is indeed a racist thing. And Karine Jean-Pierre is indeed in that camp. She has called everything racist. The lack of baby formula she's called racist. The green leaves on a tree. The sky is blue. It's all racist. Every single thing is racist. And of course, the number one institution that is racist in America has got to be, you guessed it, Fox News. That's right. Fox News is very, very racist. Jean-Pierre called Fox News racist in 2020, according to the New York Post. Let's have a listen. ...was racist before coronavirus. They are racist during the coronavirus. Fox News will be racist after the coronavirus. So there is nothing new here. I think the difference is, is they have been, they are all in on being state TV for Donald Trump. And so they will continue to give them mis- misinformation. The danger is, so yes, you have Asian Americans right now whose lives are seriously in danger. And you have their own viewers who can now, the ones who are 60, 60 and older who are watching, this is a health crisis that we're in. This is a global pandemic, as yeah. the WHO has said, and they're putting their lives in danger. And so that is where we are right now is the the danger that Fox News is now what they're putting out there is going to hurt people and not help. Yep, that's right. She is saying that Fox News was racist before the coronavirus. They're racist during the coronavirus and Fox News will be racist after the coronavirus. Of course, she'll be probably having to answer those comments from Peter Ducey in the front row. We very much look forward to that. The love letter that was Peter Ducey to Jen Psaki will be ending tragically, but we very much look forward to Peter Ducey wondering if he is still a racist. 
please let that be his first question to Corinne Jean-Pierre. So there's nothing new here, she continued, in this MSNBC hit. I think the differences were all in on being state TV for Donald Trump, so they will continue to give misinformation. Man, she's really not good at her job. For the first time, Jean-Pierre worked as a political analyst for the left-wing network talking about MSNBC before joining the Biden campaign a couple months later because, of course, the perpetual pipeline of election conspiracy theorists, big lie deniers, and CNN boyfriends and girlfriends directly into the Biden administration continues unabated. Jean-Pierre, now 47, was responding to then-President Donald Trump and the White House officials referring to COVID-19 as the China virus, which is correct because COVID came from China, and was probably made in a laboratory in China with your tax dollars. Thanks, Anthony Fauci. Democrats blasted the the Biden administration for the label, uh, with many blaming it for an increase in hate crime attacks on Asian Americans. Well, that didn't pan out. And in fact, the people who were committing those hate crime attacks, nobody really asked those questions. Who were committing the hate crime attacks against Asian Americans? Somebody please look into that. There's lots of footage on. They're not white supremacists. Spoiler alert. It's not the white supremacists committing the hate crime attacks against Asian Americans. The danger is, Corrine Pierre said in 2020, that yes, you have Asian Americans right now whose lives are seriously in danger. And you have Fox News viewers that can say, no, the ones who are 60 and older who are watching this, this is a health crisis we're in. It's a global pandemic. And the WHO has said they're putting lives in danger. That's right. So so essentially demagoguing Fox News, calling them racist and saying they're putting lives in danger. Par for the course. Biden, of course, is the person who is promoting Pierre. He is the person who is entrusting her with translating for the president. And Joe Biden, not necessarily the kind of guy that you want to be translating for. Joe Biden has had a couple of really bad doozies over the past few days. But over the past 24 hours, Joe Biden was asked to his face whether he should resign one of Jen Psaki's Best traits was being able to essentially spin straw into bright red gold uh, with Joe Biden comments. Joe Biden would say he wants to bomb or nuke Russia, and Jen Psaki would be like, our allies agree that Joe, what Joe Biden wants to do is bake them some banana bread and deliver it to Vladimir Putin, and we stand with Ukraine. And she was just really good at taking Joe Biden's absenteeism in the IQ department and turning it into a glossy PR phrasing and phraseology. She was the master at that. And we've given her props for having the hardest job in the world, which she definitely had. But yesterday, Joe Biden was asked to his face if he's going to resign. Here's what that sounded like. Rick Scott, you called out Rick Scott a little while ago in your remarks. Earlier today, anticipating your remarks, he said, and I'm just quoting here, that... uh, The best thing, most effective thing Joe Biden can do to solve the inflation crisis he created is resign. He's the problem. The senator added later, the senator added later, Joe Biden is unwell, he's unfit for office, he's incoherent, incapacitated, and confused. These are his words. Offering you a chance to respond. I think the man has a problem. Can I ask you about that? And so Jean Corrine Pierre is going to have to field questions like that. It's going to be Jean Corrine Pierre fielding questions like, should you resign? And Joe Biden saying, yes, yes, I should resign. And it's not just Joe Biden resigning, even though the whole of America would cheer if that were the case. 
It's Joe Biden versus the teleprompter, an ongoing battle where Joe Biden is having a 1,000 to zero deficit in the win to loss category. Here's Joe Biden versus teleprompter once more. My plan is to make concrete, concrete, common sense steps to bring down the biggest expenses that families are facing. Let's take drug prices. My plan will let Medicare negotiate prices for prescription drugs, like they do with the uh, with, with with the Department of uh, uh, with the military, as it relates to what the administration is able to negotiate for prices for military. The cap, and I, I also call for a cap on the price of insulin, which 200 million, excuse me, beg your pardon, 200,000 American children. Joe Biden also gave every Republican candidate who is running for office from now into eternity, from now into the end of the age, the number one campaign ad that they will need to run against him in 2022 or 2024 or 2030 or 2050. Yes, Joe Biden saying on inflation, we have the majority and so we're responsible. We, meaning the Democrat Party. Goodbye, DNC. Listen to this. Do you believe that you and your administration bear some measure of responsibility for the inflation that we're seeing across the country? First is we're in power. That's the first thing. And you justifiably right, we control all three branches of the government. Well, we don't really. We have 50-50 in the Senate. You need 60 votes to get major things done. I've been pushing the things I've been proposing here and you've heard me speak to today since I got in office. And I have I need to get 60 votes to be able to even pass them, number one. Number two, uh, I think that, uh, um, you know, it's they're, they're not focused. They're just, all they're focused on, understandably, is the problem they're facing. They get a five and a half percent raise and average raise in their salaries. And yet inflation exceeds that. And they look around the world and they know that a lot of it's extremely complicated. And so they're frustrated, and I don't blame them. I really don't blame them. So good luck, Jean Corrine Pierre, you conspiracy theorist nut, hack, low information, absolute sad person who went to an Ivy League school, and your father was a cab driver. Isn't that interesting? What a sad treaties on American academia that somebody who comes from a working class immigrant family who should have a love for this country and a lot of patriotism and good hardworking grit and appreciation for what America has done for her family her cab driver father should have taught her better instead Jean Corrine Pierre went into academia got her mind warped and infected with the mind virus that is wokeism and now she speaks in total pablum is an election truther and an unhinged race baiter that's all she has to offer and it's very very sad ladies and gentlemen but what will be even more sad is watching her try to translate for Joe Biden so good luck with that I guess you are going to experience your own personal Vietnam there Joe Biden's experiencing his own personal Vietnam with job approval ratings underwater in 46 states, including dark blue California. This according to Breitbart.com. President Joe Biden's approval rating is underwater in 46 states, including the typically dark blue California. What? According to the Civics Rolling Job Average, Biden is underwater in 46 states, including California, which is abundantly blue and voted for him in 2020. There are only four states where Biden's approval is above water. And by above water, what we mean is that he has more people approving of his job performance than he does disapproving. Hawaii, Maryland, where the entire federal government sits, 
Massachusetts, where everyone is high, and Vermont, where everybody is eating edibles and living inside of little ski cottages, voting for Bernie Sanders and reading the Communist Manifesto. Again, Hawaii, like Joe Biden is uh, above water there because Hawaii is just happy to be above water. They're a rock in the middle of the ocean and they uh, are just extreme, like they are extremely happy to be disconnected from the whole of mainland America right now. I can promise you that. There's a, whatever, we'll give you any approval rating you want. Just don't, don't send people from San Francisco here, please. For the love of God. Ladies and gentlemen, this is very bad. A very bad sign, ominous sign for Joe Biden. Overall, his polling showed that Biden only had 35% approval from the respondents, 55% disapproved. That's a 20-point margin. That is insurmountable in any election. Insurmountable. You are not getting that back. No way, no how. Nothing Biden can do will get that back, will bridge that gap. 20 points and you're only a year and a few months in. The second year of the the second year of your presidency is often the year where the wheels kind of come off. Most presidents enjoy sort of the good faith of the American people in their first year in office. People are forgiving. They uh, the American public is extremely forgiving of our politicians, far too much so in my opinion. They give a lot of rope to these politicians, but it's the second year where you get enough rope to hang yourself. And that's exactly what Joe Biden has engaged in here with his approval ratings, which are hanging around 35%. Woof. Nearly six months before the midterm elections, this is going to spell the end of the Democratic Party, ladies and gentlemen. And Jean Corrine Pierre and all of her lying will not help. The civics poll had... Oh, close to 200,000 respondents, and they tracked between January 20th and May 9th. This is a very, very uh, uh, sophisticated poll. All 50 states in Washington, D.C. The respondents were very upset at Joe Biden for his botched Afghanistan crisis, supply chain crisis, record high inflation crisis. Uh, additionally, the marquee legislation of his legislative agenda, the $1.5 trillion Build Back Better bill, is dead in the water. And so Joe Biden has essentially no legislative accomplishments to bring to the American people. So yeah, dude, this guy is toast. Joe Biden's approval rating is underwater in Delaware. That's right. It has dropped 10 points in Delaware. This again, according to Breitbart.com. President Joe Biden's approval rating is underwater in his home state of Delaware. On Monday, a civics poll found Biden's disapproval in Delaware is 50%. Well, his approval is 10%, a 10-point margin. Only 29% of Democrats in Delaware, where Joe Biden was senator for 36 years. By the way, I am 35. Joe Biden was a senator from Delaware for longer than I have been alive. Only 29% approve of Joe Biden's performance. 29% of Democrats. What? Ah! Biden's favorability rating is also underwater. According to the civics poll, only 39% of Delawareans gave Biden a positive mark. Joe Biden's from Delaware. He's been an Senator from Delaware since the end of time, since the beginning of time, and through to the end of time. Joe Biden has interstates and bridges and everything in Delaware is named Biden. There's a Biden Foundation Center. Everything in Delaware is named after Joe Biden. My wife's from Delaware. It's disgusting. Nobody actually likes Joe Biden in Delaware. And there's actually a very cool dude who has a uh, Let's Go Brandon sign right outside of Joe Biden's house in Delaware that he has to pass by when he's coming in to visit his little beach home, which he does every single weekend. Joe Biden, the number one vacation maker in America, is the president of the United States. No one else can afford to go on a vacation, but Joe Biden takes one every single weekend. But back to a state that hates him, and it's not just Delaware. 
Hawaii, Maryland, Massachusetts, and Vermont, as we recently covered, are the only states where Joe Biden has a positive approval rating, and that's really not by much. And I just, again, marijuana's legal in all of those states, and I think that's probably the reason why people are just high off their asses. Biden's worst approval ratings are in West Virginia, North Dakota, and Oklahoma. No surprise there. Hard red states. But it's about to get even worse for Joe Biden because the poll says that most voters are concerned with gas prices and not climate change. More voters are concerned about rising energy costs than climate change, according to Rasmussen reporting on Monday. Rasmussen poll says that 82% of U.S. likely voters are concerned about rising energy and gasoline prices, including 60% who are very concerned. 60% of voters would support a law that would drastically increase oil and gas drilling in the United States. 47% say they would strongly favor such a law. So the Democrats are clearly losing on this issue. That's marking the highest gasoline prices in my lifetime. Another record high this month, gasoline prices. I drove to the airport this morning to bring some family members to the airport. Five bucks a gallon here in Florida, which does not have very high gas taxes. Only 34% of voters think Congress and President Biden should focus policy on limiting carbon dioxide emissions in an attempt to reduce climate change, while 52% say that they should focus on increasing oil and gas drilling. Well, that is devastating to the Democrats who are absolute conspiracy nuts as it pertains to climate change. And unsurprisingly, Democrats are more likely to want U.S. leaders to focus on reducing climate change, but that's only by 54%. So you have 74% of Republicans, 54% unaffiliated voters think increasing oil and gas drilling needs to take priority. And that's because this is an everyday issue. It's called piercing the veil. These are issues that affect everyone's lives. These are issues that affect you at home. They're issues that affect the livelihoods of your children that affect your direct bank account and how much wealth you have, ladies and gentlemen. It is nefarious what they're doing. They want to make you poorer. They want to make you less rich. They want you to have less motility. They want you to be able to move around less. Movement is power. Having land, owning land, owning resources is power. And the American middle class has gone too far, according to the far left. We own too much. We're too powerful. And that's why they classify us as terrorists if we show up at a school board meeting, or it's why they want to wreck the ability for Americans to move about the country and wreck the ability for Americans to choose to throw them out of power. They want to eliminate that forever. And that's why we fight on this program. We do not wish to be governed by these absolute boobs. These people suck. They do not have your best interests in mind. And as a father of two, I got to tell you, I very much fear for a what the country will look like when my children uh, are of age and can essentially like look out and say, Daddy, what did you do when the communists were at the door uh, trying to push radical gender ideology on me, trying to push speech censorship on me, and trying to eliminate all fossil fuels and essentially turn America into a third world nation? This is what we did. We fought. We started a program, and we're so proud to have you as a listener. Thank you so much for listening to The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. We believe in God, family, country on this show in that order with free men and women, and we're going to stay that way. God bless you. See you tomorrow.